On today's Are You Busy? The final four is set. We're going to talk a little March Madness recap, and then we'll talk about the Oscars drama, big-time drama, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock across the face and then winning Best Actor about 10 minutes later for King Richard. So we'll talk We'll talk Oscars winning time and then uh, winning time on HBO, and then we'll wrap up... Um, with Whoop, I bought a, yes, I bought a Whoop membership, not just for the segment, um, I'm not a psycho, but I did, I did buy a Whoop membership, so we'll talk about that in business, what what that is, um, fitness membership, bracelet type of thing, we'll talk about that, and then finish with my final thoughts, so you guys know the drill by now, it's sports, entertainment, and business, here we go. Welcome to Are You Busy? If you think you're busy, then join the party. And my voice is not 100%. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not going to say that it's hoarse because I, you guys may not hear a hoarse voice right now. Um, but it does, feel, it does feel hoarse. And I'll explain why. Um, I, I definitely like had a lost voice Saturday morning like for a couple of hours. Um, and then it got better as the day went on, which, which was, which was nice. And then Saturday night, it started to give out again. It started to like get, get weaker somehow, which I thought was impossible. I'll be honest with you. And then Sunday it was better. And then Monday morning, it started to give out a little bit again as I started to do work calls. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been quite the roller coaster with my, with my voice, and I'll explain how I think I may have lost it on Friday night. Uh, so just at dinner Friday night with my family and at a sports bar watching St. Peter's beat the hell out of Purdue, which was awesome. Uh, but the table next to us, the guy was just so loud. He was just so loud the entire time. There was not any time throughout my family's meal that he was quiet. So, and the table, it was one of those places where the high top tables are kind of like literally right next to each other, which kind of stunk. So it forced me to, to talk louder the entire time that I was watching the game with my family and cheering on St. Peter's. So I, I, I guess that's what it was. We were there for a couple hours. I I don't, I I don't really know. I don't really have another answer for it. I'm not, I'm definitely not sick. I haven't been stuffy at all or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's so annoying. Um, so I'm going to apologize up front. My, my, the voice is probably because this is a solo podcast the voice, my voice is probably going to get weaker as it goes and it's probably going to piss me off and it's probably going to make me, it's just going to piss me off a little bit throughout the show. And I apologize for that in advance because it may cause me to slip with some curse words here and there. So, um, yeah, this is, this is an apology in advance. Um, again, you, you may or may not hear it. Uh, You probably will hear it gradually get, get worse as the show goes on. I, I don't really know. Um, but I do feel it. It's almost as if it's funny. It's almost as if like my voice is hung over. It's kind of what it feels like. Like just my voice is hung over from talking very loud for multiple hours, which I haven't done, I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever had a horse of lost voice before. So it's just, I don't know. It's so annoying. So apologies in advance. Let's get right down to it. The final four, the final four. And you could see, see, I'm like, I'm like, trying to save my voice, take deep breaths and, and shit. It's just, I don't, I don't know what to do. So the final four is set. Uh, we had the sweet 16 and the elite eight this past weekend or Thursday through Sunday. I consider Thursday like half of a weekend day at this point. So we're set for the final four this Saturday, Villanova and Kansas first game, six o'clock Eastern UNC and Duke. Shocker, right? Very storybook. <laughs> uh, 8.45 Eastern. P. 
p.m. Saturday. Get excited. Coach K, so Coach K, um, it's very storybook, right? He's playing North Carolina, which he has played literally thousands of times in the regular season, ACC tournament, whatever. Um, This is their first time playing each other in the Final Four. Just go ahead and let that sink in for a second. Um, Duke, North Carolina have never met in the Final Four, but it's Coach K's last season, and they're both in the Final Four, so why not Like, why not have it happen, right? It's very, it's very cliche. It's very storybook. It's very, it's very journalist. The, all, the, all the journalists, media, the whole media is absolutely just loving it. Um, and they're loving the whole Final Four, in my opinion. Villanova is a 100% a tournament team. They get better as the tournament goes on. They get they get more difficult to beat as the tournament goes on. They are a wagon in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. They're an absolute wagon. If they make it there, they're going to the Final Four, in my opinion. Um, so really exciting for them. I do like them against Kansas, although give all, give all of the credit that you can to Kansas, even though their region may or may not have been easy. They were the one seed. They took care of business. They got to the Final Four as they were supposed to, as the one seed, right? In the perfect world, that's how it's supposed to go. So, again, you have a one seed, right? Kansas is a a very good team, a great team. I don't know about a great team, but they're a very, 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 very good team. Bill Self, great coach. So you you have, like... I was about to say trifecta, but it's four teams, whatever the word is for, for four teams. A quadrifecta, I don't know if that's, I doubt that that's right. Highly doubt that that's right, but we're going with it. A quadrifecta, perfect sort of final four for the media to just to just sink into for the entire six days, five days now that we have left um, until it happens. So really, really, UNC... I mean, they just they killed St. Peter's. I was really happy for St. Peter's that they that they beat Purdue fair and square. Um, really awesome, really awesome story. Um, great game by St. Peter's, just in general in the Sweet Sixteen. The fact that they that they pretty much uh, hung in there for the entire game, and then they kind of took it to another level and started to kind of take over as the game went on, and then they started to realize holy shit, like if we just get to the free throw line and make our free throws, which we know we can, we're, we're going to win this game. So that's what they did for the last five minutes, and they won the game. So hats off to St. Peter's incredible season. First time ever that a, a 15 seed made it to the Elite Eight. I'm not even going to try to predict the next time that that's going to happen. It's either going to be next season or it's going to be like a decade from now. I don't think there's going to be any in between. So um, really, really awesome. Hats off to them. Really awesome season. But North Carolina has been playing with a chip. I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it showed against UCLA and it showed against um, St. Peter's. I mean, my God, they just annihilated St. Peter's um, in the Elite Eight. And they beat, uh, they beat UCLA like relatively easily. So it's, it's very clear now, even though I've already said it, but now it's clear that I was right. And you can tell that like my pissed off tone is taking over from my voice because my, like my chords are, are already tired and we're eight minutes in. This is just, this is so much fun. <laughs> um, North Carolina ha- is absolutely 100% playing with a chip. And for those that don't know what that means, a chip on their shoulder, that just means that they're playing pissed off. Um, for like a reason that I can't figure out, I still haven't been able to figure out what the chip is. I, I honestly, at this point, I don't really care. I think they're just playing lights out basketball. And I think that, I think that it's going to be one of the greatest basketball games that we're ever going to watch. And in all of our, in three generations combined lifetimes, in my opinion, this game on Saturday, that's, that's the, that's the kind of potential that this game has. Um, it has a chance to be that good. 
So I'm very, very excited for that. Duke is also playing lights out basketball. They did not. Um, the last seven and a half minutes of, of their game um, in the Sweet 16 against Tech, they did not miss a basket. They were eight for eight the last seven and a half minutes of that game, just completely playing outside of their minds. I think that they're now at, like starting to realize once they took control, even before the, the even before those last eight minutes against Tech, because they kind of were in the game the whole time and, and they slowly, I think, started to realize that they could beat Tech and Tech Texas Tech is a is a really good basketball team. Um so I, I my guess is what's been happening is that during that Texas Tech game the players started to realize holy shit, like I, I think we can actually do this. I think we can actually win the national championship in Coach K's last season. They kind of had that like during like right in the dead smack in the middle of that Texas Tech game, they kind of had that oh shit moment. And that's exactly what I think happened. I think that they, um, yeah, once they realized that, they they turned it on against Tech. They beat Arkansas pretty handily. Again, Arkansas, a, a really great team, a, a great season uh, by the must bus and his squad. Um, they beat Arkansas pretty handily. So I think that they're starting to realize that they have a serious chance at winning it all for Coach K in his last season. So both of those things, North Carolina's chip and and Duke's realization of of winning the national championship for Coach K, both of those things adding up um, or meeting each other, if you will, in the in the Final Four is uh, is just is awesome. It's like it's so I'm like just I'm so excited for it to see how that game plays out. Um, I will absolutely be watching that game from start to I'll be watching both games from start to finish. But it's it's just I mean. It, I'm telling you, this game has a chance to be that good. So really excited. Again, the final four is set. My bracket is completely busted. So let's go ahead and just and just do and just do a little. I I was in. I'm in a work bracket pool, which by the way, I did set it up on my myself, and I didn't. I'm kind of glad that I uh, dropped from first to fifth after this past weekend. So I dropped down from first to fifth place. And yeah, very happy about that because I don't, I don't want people going, you know, what, what the hell, Mac, this is your pool. You're rigging the the pool. Like what, what the hell's wrong with you? So really, uh, really glad that, that I'm, that I'm probably not going to win. So I'm like more than happy with, with fifth place out of 20, whatever it is, 22. I think I got 23 people to sign up. Um, no big deal. I know I'm like kind of a cool cat, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, my bracket's done because Gonzaga lost a round earlier than I thought. Arizona got, got smacked down. Um, Arizona lost and yeah, that's pretty much like the two big things that happened for, for my bracket. So I do, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to pick. I really can't pick Duke or North Carolina. I really like I'm trying my very best to pick who I think can win that game or is going to win that game. And I really, really, I just have no idea now that I'm like sitting here thinking about it. Um, no idea. I really have no idea. Whoever wins that game though, I will say this North Carolina or Duke, they're, they're going to win the national championship. I think Villanova is going to beat Kansas. So I think it's going to be Nova against either, Duke or North Carolina, um, Nova is going to lose in the national championship, and that's my prediction. I'm not picking a winner for the national championship. How about that? I'm picking a loser so they can suck it. Villanova can suck it. They're going to lose to whoever wins Duke, North Carolina. That's, that's my prediction. So Villanova and whoever from the other side, Duke or North Carolina, they are going to be your national champions there you have it. That's my prediction. Um, again, this weekend, Saturday is the Final Four. Monday night is the National Championship. And then literally three days later, Jim Nance flies immediately from the National Championship 
from New Orleans to Augusta, and three days later, the Masters starts. So boom, big, big two weeks coming um, for sports. We'll touch on the Masters in a second, but um, yeah, so Final Four Saturday, National Championship Monday. Um, we shall see what happens. So let's move on to other other things. It was a good weekend of basketball, but let's move on to other things because my voice is already getting tired. And that's just, just, it's it's just, I almost see that. I almost slipped. I almost said the F word. So a couple other, we'll touch on the Masters in a sec, but really quick, just want to touch on Tyree Kill going to the Dolphins. For those that don't know, Tyree Kill was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. The Dolphins gave the Chiefs five draft picks. That's right, five draft picks. Um, Not even going to list when those draft picks are. Five draft picks is a shit ton of draft picks, uh, no matter which way you look at it. So big-time trade. Tua now has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, uh, I, I think the two fastest wide receivers in the league, if not top five fastest wide receivers in the league. So I don't think duh, I don't think Tua has it in him to take this team to like a AFC championship just because of how loaded the AFC is. They may go to the playoffs, but again they may not because now the AFC is even um I guess it's still loaded. Tyreek Hill staying in the same conference. I was about to say that it's more loaded, but it's not. Dolphins and Chiefs are both AFC Mac. Wake the hell up, moron. Um, so Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins now, but I don't think they still may not make the playoffs because of how loaded the AFC already is. Um, what we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's my prediction. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs because of that. Uh, and I, and I don't, if they make the playoffs, they're bouncing in the first round. Like one, there's a 100% chance that they bounce in the first round, in my opinion, if they somehow squeeze into the playoffs because of how loaded the AFC is. So um, I guess it's a good thing for the Dolphins, right? Tyreek Hill is a, a great wide receiver. He's, he's very he's very versatile, very dominant in that position. So good for Miami, I guess, but I don't know if it's going to do him any good. I don't think, I don't think Tua is quite ready. I don't think he has it in him. I don't think that he's like ever been completely healthy for a whole season. Um, so I think that that is going to hurt them. No pun intended. Genuinely no pun intended. So, uh, I, I don't, I, I think that I, I don't, I don't know how how good it's really going to do them. I could be completely wrong. I've been completely wrong before, but that's just how I feel. I don't think that they, um, if they go to the playoffs, I don't think that they do much, right? I don't think they're much of a threat still. Tua, Tua's just not quite ready, in my opinion, so we'll see what happens. But that was a big-time trade that happened. Um, I don't think there was any other major NFL news, so I think the NFL is finally uh, is finally going to like t- take a little nap. I'm not going to say go into hibernation, but they're, they better take a little freaking nap because we got the final four and the masters these next two weeks. Like that's what I want. That's what I want to focus on. That's what I want people to watch. That's I, this. So just NFL needs to just chill out. Honestly, it's kind of like pissing me off, um, that all of this shit, that all of this is like just happening left and right. So, um, yeah. One last thing for sports, uh, the masters, like I just said, um, starts three days after the national championship for college basketball. So, um, really, really exciting. We'll do a whole masters preview next week. I'll do my, I'll do my predictions. I'll give you, I guess my top three who I think is going to finish top three in the masters and get just mega paid, um, because the purse is enormous for the masters. So we'll do a full preview next, next week. Um, but just a little, little tidbit. So, Tiger, um, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm, I don't know how I'm gonna say this because I don't want to jinx it. But Tiger is not not playing as of right now. He's he's officially 
not not playing. He's on the Masters website in like the quote-unquote field of players. He was not on the list of past champions that are not playing in this year's Masters. Um, I'm just, I'm trying my very best to just like do whatever the opposite of Jenks is here. So he's, I'm reading that he's playing. I'm reading that he's training. I'm reading that he's, that he's up to something. That's all I'm going to say. So that's all I'm going to say. He's not, not playing. It's, he's officially not, not playing in the Masters. So it's like one of those like holy shit moments. Um, we'll talk much more about it next week because hopefully by this time next week we will know for sure what's going on with Tiger. But that's all I'm gonna say is do your do your research because I, because I'm like shaking. I'm absolutely shaking by what's going on with him and 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 if if this if whatever I think may or may not happen is gonna happen. Um, I I I yeah I'm gonna be speechless. I'll be completely speechless. So really exciting stuff regardless. The Masters is a, is a phenomenal tournament. Full preview next next week, but just wanted to give a little tidbit for that um, leading up to it. Just wanted to share my my thoughts on, on that tidbit. So um, my, my vocal cords are a little tired, um, and I, I can kind of hear my voice like starting to like give out. I don't really I don't really know. I guess everybody can. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's so annoying because I, because I can't really tell what's going on is what's pissing me off. Like I, it's so, and it hasn't got completely gotten better in 72 hours. And I feel like it should by now, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe you guys don't hear this and I'm just crazy, like just going batshit crazy, but I, I don't know. So we're going to end sports right now. I'm going to take a break and we're going to do entertainment so let's go okay entertainment we had <coughs> uh, see there it goes we had already <laughs> i just took a i just took a break we had uh the oscars oh my god will smith uh moment in the oscars um holy shit so for those that didn't watch it was arguably the greatest moment in the history of television or the wildest moment or the craziest moment or whatever you want to label it as moment in television history in my opinion so chris rock is on stage about to do the about um to do an award for a documentary um and is making jokes because he's chris rock makes a joke about jada smith's alopecia um, which is just a something that she has a condition that she has where she loses hair. Um, she does not have hair. He made a GI Jane joke about her, and at Will Smith was laughing, but then it looked like he peeked over at Jada because there's a clip where it shows Jada and she is she's not. She looks pissed. So then, all of a sudden, Will Smith gets up walks up onto the stage and bitch slaps, bitch slaps Chris Rock across the face and just walks back to his seat, says nothing, just walks back to his seat. And Chris Rock, uh, there's obviously the question going around, is this real? Is this a real slap? Is this fake? Is it staged? Because the Oscars naturally, uh, or not naturally, but they just... They usually have bad ratings, the Oscars. So the questions going around where it's like, oh my God, is this staged to give the the Oscars better ratings? Whatever, because Will Smith and Chris Rock, two comedians, right? Will Smith was originally a comedian um, or a, an, an actor who is known was known for being funny. So it's like, what did they did they stage this right? And then the other side is, the other side is no, it was not staged. The other side is this was this was a real reaction from Will Smith, uh, realizing that Jada wasn't happy about it, and and uh, going 
going up, walking up onto the stage. Oh my god, and just and just completely, he, he it's a bitch slap. He just it was like with regards to grading slaps, it was probably the best bitch slap that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like just just annihilates Chris Rock on stage and doesn't say anything, just walks back to his seat, sits down, and then says, I can't believe I forgot this part, and then says, uh, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Um, He said that twice very loudly when he sat back down. Um, The American, the U.S. broadcast uh, did not show this, but there's videos going around on the internet because apparently overseas they have uncensored, uncensored television, which, like, which is a whole nother conversation. Like we absolutely need, we, I absolutely want uncensored television in my life at some point before I leave this earth. Could you imagine a sporting event where the announcers are just cursing their faces off and getting like, and just getting completely into the football or baseball game, whatever's going on. It's just, that's a whole nother conversation. So overseas, they have the uncensored footage and that's how, Everybody knows the entire story because it's it's 2022 and we have the internet and we have cameras and videos and all that shit. So, uh, so that so it it was insane. It's it's the most insane thing that I've seen on television. Um, it, it's so I just it was I couldn't believe it. And then ten minutes later, ten minutes later, he wins Best Actor for King Richard. Um, he was the favorite, I think, going in. It's what I'm hearing. So literally, like, it was literally 10 minutes later, he won Best Actor. And it was another one of those holy shit moments, like, oh my God, what is he going to say? What is he going to do? Um, so he gets up there, and he just starts, I mean, the tears just immediately start, right? Waterworks immediately start coming down, starts talking about how Richard... Uh, Williams, who he played in the movie, um, was a defender of his family. He defend, he defended Venus and Serena, protected them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Will Smith carried on about love making you do crazy things. He never addressed the slap directly, but he did apologize to the Academy um, and everybody there at the end of his speech. But literally the entire time he was crying. Uh, so pretty insane moment. Um, pretty obviously a pretty roller coaster moment for Will Smith um as well as for all of us but I can only I can only imagine how how fucking listen how much more wild of a roller coaster it was for him rather than everybody else uh I mean jeez so I was just like oh my god it's like oh my god one of those oh my god moments so it's it's um unbelievable so let's get down to my reaction of what happened now that you guys know the story for those that didn't watch the Oscars, which maybe you didn't because haha, their ratings stink. But uh, let's get down to to my reaction. I I do not uh, agree with his reaction. Like obviously he lost his shit, he lost his cool, and he shouldn't have. Like he definitely took it too far um, by by going up there and slapping Chris Rock. Um, but here's what I'm going to say. He's from West Philadelphia, so I am not, I'm honestly not surprised that that is how he reacted. Uh, my entire family's from the Northeast. Um, I do think that it was a real thing. So if you guys can't, haven't picked up on it yet, I, I don't think this was staged at all. I 100% think it was real and I'll get to my reasons in a second. Definitely a real slap. Um, I do not agree with Will Smith uh, the way he reacted. I think, I think it was uh, over the line. I think he lost his shit, lost his cool, and he shouldn't have. Uh, but he is from West Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't. Um, I'm not surprised, right? Like, what the hell was what the hell was Chris Rock expecting? He's from Philly. That this is what people this is what people do in the Northeast. My whole family, and especially Philadelphia, right? It's a disgusting place. So, and no offense to anybody like who's for, who's from Philadelphia or has family there, but it's uh, like 
it's I'm I'm gonna use one of those sorry not sorry comments, but it's just it's it's like the it's just people say the basement of America is Florida, but I disagree. I think the basement of America is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, so that what did Chris Rock expect? Right? It's just like I, he's from Philly. Okay, people in the I, my whole family's from the Northeast. People do not care up there. If there's cameras around, they do not care. They do not care. They don't care. They're not going to take shit from anybody. I don't care what setting they're in. I don't care if there's cameras on, cameras off. I do not care what is going on around them. People from the Northeast are going to react in this sort of way, especially people who are his age, who grew up in the 80s where anything was allowed back then, it seemed like, right? There were no cameras People got in fights all the time in the Northeast at bars, at games, whatever. It was just, that's just how those people operated. That's how, that's how people in that area of the country operated with stuff like this. Will Smith is a very old school person. So I am not, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised that this is how he, this is how he reacted. It's just like. It, it, and I and that and that goes back to my reasons of why I think it's real. Because I know so many people from the Northeast, I know a pissed off person from the Northeast. Whenever I see one, when he sat down, when he slapped Chris Rock and went back to his seat and was yelling, "Keep your wife's name out of my effing mouth," you could just like I, I was like, oh, like just just like goosebumps like shaking like holy shit he is he is pissed this is real he's actually upset actually pissed off like i i know it when i see it i'm telling you it's a hundred percent real i don't think that it was staged whatsoever um so i'm just i'm taking a big deep breath (laughs) because i just i just like ranted for a while and my voice is tired, but I'm doing this for the people, um, recording for the people. So that's my, that's my reaction. Um, people from that area, from that, are, are, that's just, for the most part, that's the, that's how it is, right? That's how people from the Northeast are, are going to react, um, with, with something like that. I, I, that, that's just, that's what I think. I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I don't, I don't condone it. It's I'm not sitting here saying like I love Will Smith. Thank you for right? I don't I, I'm not going to even say it cuz I don't I don't agree with it. Um Yeah, he lost his cool, but and also another reason I almost forgot to mention that I think it's real Chris Rock after it happened after he like his immediate reaction after he got slapped, he was just completely rattled for the next like 45 seconds, like was stumbling over his words with regards to um, what he was supposed to say about uh, giving out an award for the documentary. Like at first he was like, oh, we're about to give out a documentary. And then he was like, oh, we're, we're going to, whoops. He was like, we're going to give out an award for a documentary. You know what I mean? Like he kept like, he kept, he kept stumbling over his words right after that. And I was like, oh my God, he's like, he wasn't expecting that. Like he's rattled. He's completely, completely rattled. So it it, it was absolutely, absolutely a real live reaction, in my opinion, from somebody that just got bitch slapped. So that's another reason why I think it was real. Um, Again, oh my God, like a crazy, crazy moment. Um, But let's get down to, so he wins... Best actor for King Richard. I, I thought he was good, but um, I really I saw Tick Tick Boom, and I really think that Andrew Garfield should have won. But I, I, what do I know? Right, I'm not on the, the the Academy. Right, I'm not. So whatever. Who gives a shit what I think? Um, so he won Best Actor, um, Best Actress Jessica Chase. Uh, I don't know how to say her last name. Jessica Chasten. Chase. Chastain, Chastain, I think it's Chastain, Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. I did not see that, um, but she is a, a tremendous actress. Um, she's 
Molly's game, she was great in. About the uh, girl, the poker, the rigged poker game, uh, she's great in, in um, Zero Dark Thirty. She's phenomenal in that. So she's a great actress. Um, not, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised that that she won, right? I mean, she's she went up against stuff that I, three movies that I didn't see. She went up against Nicole Kidman, who's a legendary actress, but I did see being the Ricardos, and I thought that that, that that movie and performance was pretty average. So even though I didn't even see The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but I plan on watching it now that she won, and I love Jessica Chasen, uh, happy for her, and I'm honestly not surprised that she won. Um, and then we had Best Picture, CODA won Best Picture, um, or which stands for Children of Deaf Adults. So um, for those that didn't see it, I just watched it like literally like right before recording. So this is like somewhat of a live reaction. I, I just watched CODA. Um, it stands for, I, I just said it, it stands for Children of Deaf Adults. So I'm not going to spoil anything. But it's absolutely worth watching. It's it's a really, 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 really great movie. Um, which I which I'm so happy that it's actually like a great movie because there's been some best pictures, like The Shape of Water, where I was like, like, why the fuck did that win Best Picture? Like I didn't even understand it half the time. So it's like it's, it's like, are you just giving this to Guillermo del Toro because he's a a good director or like really good director? I know he was nominated for Nightmare Alley. Um, for best picture, yeah, he was so like he's a good director, but the shape of water, I was like, what what's going on? Like, what is this? Like, really, best picture? This is the best picture of 2017. So, really happy that Coda like was a uh, uh, a really really um good movie. I mean, my God, so really awesome story. Again, not going to spoil anything, but it's about a girl who's in high school um, who lives, she has an older brother and her parents and all three of them are deaf. She is not deaf. And it's just about her like balancing life with them and balancing life with school. And she has this singing dream. So they, they tie in the whole singing thing to the fact that obviously like her family's deaf and can't hear her sing, but she's has this dream because she likes singing. So it's just that whole dynamic um, of her balancing that, her high school singing passion and uh, living with a deaf family, helping them work on their their fishing boat and their fishing uh, career. Um, It's a great, great story. Really, really good movie, worth watching. I loved it. I would recommend it to anybody. yeah, great performances all the way around um, from them. So really, really happy for them. Happy for uh, Apple. I am an Apple guy. I got whatever. So just good movie. Watch it. It's on Apple TV Plus, by the way. Apple TV, like exclusive movie. So uh, heads up there. <laughs> uh, I should probably show love with that. But uh, if you're like you're like sitting there searching for it, like on. on if you're listening to this, like whatever, I just, I just, I didn't, I didn't set that up well, but, um, uh, great movie. Um, and then we had, which by the way, I'm not going to do, this is the last award that I'm going to highlight. I'm not going to do all of the awards because like the, I'm just going to do the important ones. Um, best animated last award that I want to highlight Encanto, um, Disney movie. I did not see it. Um, I did not see it, but my sister has seen it. Uh, my mom has seen it, or at least I think most of it. I, I don't. I don't know uh, if she's finished it. To be honest, I know that she like had like twenty minutes left. I think she finished it. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but they have said that it's great. The music. So Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda does the music for Encanto. Um, if you don't know who he is, you should, uh, because he's a phenomenal. Um, just whatever performer and a genius with music. So he did the music for Encanto and that uh, I've heard that that carries the movie and makes it a great movie to watch. So um, yeah, Um, he did the music for, he did all of Hamilton. He did the music for Tick, Tick, Boom. He directed Tick, Tick, Boom. So really uh, I've heard it's a really good movie, best animated feature Encanto. So 
Um, they won that, which is good. Good for Disney. Um, not surprised, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, I'm really... I, I got the other best animated features up here. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, no idea. Uh, Luca, I heard that was good too, actually. Um, so I, I didn't see any of these. Uh, whoops. <laughs> um, Flea, I don't know what that is. Uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, I did. I heard that that was very good. I heard that that had potential to win, uh, but so sorry. Encanto uh, beat you. So, um, yeah, that's that was the Oscars. Again, it was really like a normal, boring Oscars uh, until Will Smith bitch-slapped Chris Rock. So, um, yeah, oh, my God. So just that was the Oscars. That's it. That's an Oscars recap for you. Um, let's do a quick winning time because I need another break, uh, with my voice. Um, it's like, yeah, it's not getting better. It's not getting worse so far, so I can't really figure it out. Uh, but I definitely like still, it's still a hungover voice. So we're going to power through. Um, okay. Winning time. Episode four, uh, was good. It was good. They, they need to get, it's, it's, heating up in the correct fashion, right? But they need to get Pat Riley heavily involved as soon as possible uh, or else the show is going to start to get boring again. Adrian Brody, great actor, playing Pat Riley in this show. They need to get him involved more as soon as possible before it loses my interest and maybe other people's interest. So um, it's... it's, uh, And I'm not doing any Googling, by the way, like about the stories, because I obviously wasn't alive back then. Um, not doing any Googling about like when Pat Riley became the head coach uh, and like how it happened and all of that. I just kind of want to watch that for myself on the show. So I literally like, I'm going in blind. I have no idea when it's going to happen. And I am, I'm excited for it. So, but I do, I, I really, for the sake of the show, I want them to get Pat, uh, Adrian Brody, Pat Riley more involved. I still think, uh, I still think Jerry West, uh, Jason Clark is, is phenomenal. They need to keep him in or keep him involved. So, but it's good. It's still a good show. Um, it ends with, um, with, with Jerry trying to figure out how to get, um, how to get as much people into the arena as possible throughout the entire year. Right. Even the off season, even during road games, et cetera, because they, it is a venue, right. It's not just, um, the Lakers arena. Uh, so he realizes that they may only profit like about a million dollars profit for the season, uh, which like is not, is not good. That's not what he wants. Um, so it ends with them trying to figure out what to do, um, with the other time, like the road with the Lakers being gone during the off season and, and, uh, road games. Um, and they present, the, the girls in the office present Jerry Buss with um, with the idea of like um, the future of the Lakers dancers, I think is what it was. I don't really know a way to describe it, but they were basically describing who the Lakers dancers are today um, or the Lakers girls. I forget what they're actually called, the Lakers dancers, Lakers girls. They were basically describing who those girls are today, um, like back then. And, um, he, he loves the idea. So I guess, so that's, I guess that's kind of how that was, that was born. Um, so yeah, it was a good, a good episode. Uh, but again, it needs to keep, keep heating up. They need to get Adrian Brody heavily involved. He's a great actor and Pat Riley was an absolute maniac. So they need to get, they need to get to that, uh, quick. And then the show I think will start to get really, really good. So, um, yeah. That's that's it. That's enter that's entertainment. Um, yeah, that'll be a wrap for entertainment. So we'll do we'll do winning time and and uh, Moon Knight uh, next week. Which by the way, the first episode of Moon Knight is tomorrow. So we'll do a recap of of Moon Knight's premiere next week, and we'll do a recap of Winning Time episode five. So a little twofer for the people next week. So um, yeah, let's move on. Let's do business. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's do business. Um, so, 
<coughs> I bought a whoop membership, a whoop membership. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, I, that that's the, a great way to start it off. I'm excited about it. Um, I was with some friends this past weekend. Um, one of my friends, she recommended it uh, to me. Um, it's basically like, it's basically like an Apple watch, like what, but like without the time and it's got like a couple more features that the Apple watch doesn't have, um, is the way that I'm looking at it. I do not have it yet. I literally ordered it or, or whatever joined, I guess is the word slash ordered the, the, the whoop today. So I'm not going to get it, uh, until like May at, May at some point. So we'll probably do like a whoop 2.0 segment uh, to to like see how I like it once I actually get it. But it's not, I was like under the impression that it was a, like that you just buy the product and then uh, you were good to go. But it's, it's not, it's a membership apparently. So I got the annual membership, um, $300 a year, uh, one, one time annual payment every year. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. It looks like it looks like some some next level stuff. Uh, it literally, uh, I got like the website opened up, but it it. Um, I'm just gonna read the little slogan thing. Unlock yourself with Whoop 4.0, which I guess 4.0 is like the fourth version. The hyper personalized wearable with real time coaching that helps you train smarter, sleep better, recover faster, and feel healthier. Um, so the hyper-personalized wearable, it, it, there, that's why I pause for a second. Like it just says wearable <laughs> blank. It says wearable nothing with real-time coaching, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it looks like a bracelet basically, but it looks fashionable. Like I, and, and I've heard that you, you don't ever have to take it off because it tracks your sleep. So, and, and my friend said that she does shower with it um, and it doesn't like get water damage or anything. So which I'm all for stuff like that. Like I love stuff that you just don't have to worry about and never have to worry about taking off. Um, so I'm like a hundred percent on board with something like this because it can track my sleep on top of my fitness. Uh, I'm not like the best sleeper on planet earth. Um, I probably get an average of like five and a half, maybe six hours of like really solid deep sleep. Um, which is not very good. So I'm, I'm really anxious to see how uh, it tracks my sleep and see how I can, I can help myself sleep better on a nightly basis. Um, it also, it just, it connects, uh, or it doesn't connect it. Ha- you download an app to track everything. So like the bracelet itself doesn't really have anything on it. Like an Apple watch, there's no screen, which is why I think that it's pretty fashionable or not fashionable, but like why I think it's going to be easier for me to wear every day and never take off and not have a problem with, showering with it and stuff and just like have it literally track like like my whole like like my my health my entire health from a to z going forward um like an apple watch was great but you couldn't it couldn't really track your sleep and stuff and and this this whoop thing looks like it goes to to kind of the next level which i'm really excited about so you download an app and like you it it connects to the app somehow which i'll i'll find out i guess when i get it and it tracks everything. It tracks your exercise. It tracks when you should be pushing yourself in workouts, when you should uh, like kind of uh, uh, scale back. Um, it tracks your recovery, right? So right here it says recover faster. It says whoop analyzes your key metrics um, like HRV, which I don't know what that is, and resting heart rate to determine a daily recovery score. And it shows you how specific lifestyle and training behaviors um affect your recovery. Uh, so like really kind of trippy, really excited for like, for that stuff. Um, train and sleep better, optimize your sleep and training daily with coaching features that factor into your psychological changes. Nope. Sorry. Physiological changes, including hormonal fluctuations, health, and more. Oh my God. Oh, hormonal fluctuations. That sounds Oh, that sounds fun. I'm a very, I'm a very, very emotional person. Very emotional person. Um, big reason why I started this podcast. I just wanted to get, get my raw emotions, raw content out there. So 
Wow. Okay. So excited for that. Um, yeah. So th- it looks it looks sweet. And this is a. I know that this is going to count as a real business segment. I know that we've that I've had that debate with myself these last few weeks. This is a real business segment because from a business side, I do think that this is a really cool concept. I do think that um, the membership factor, like the fact that it's not a pro- like a one time purchase product. Um, is great. Um, I, I think that, yeah, a, a member, membership model is a great is a great model um, for something like this. It's kind of it's it's kind of something uh, in my opinion that a lot of like product businesses like like Apple Watch for example and Fitbit and stuff like that aren't doing. Um, so for them to have a product, but to also put a membership model around that product, so that's kind of like. It's kind of like, oh shit, like I have a gym membership, but it also comes with a really sick product that tracks my entire fitness and health life. Like they're kind of like bridging that gap. Whoop. They're bridging that gap of like the best of both worlds. And it's like, it's like, oh wow. Like that's like, that's, it's kind of genius. It's genius in my opinion. Now that I'm kind of thinking about that strategy of bridging that, that membership gap um, like bridging that gym membership gap with the product gap, like an Apple watch or a Fitbit, just basically combining the two and making, making one revolutionary, uh, business model or business in general. Um, I I think that it's, yeah, I I think that it's really awesome. So I will keep you posted when you get the membership, it comes with, you pick a band, which fair warning, the, like the plain black, uh, band, like, comes with the membership, but if you want like a different, uh, band that's like different colors or like maybe more, uh, maybe cooler looking for, for you, um, those do cost extra money up front, but it's like 20, 30 bucks extra, 50 bucks extra up front. Depends on the kind of design that you're looking for. Um, so fair warning on that, but the membership does come with the band and it comes with the, like the battery and the charger. Um, and that's another thing like, uh, my friend was showing me she like was charging her whoop like at um she was charging her her whoop at dinner so it's basically like it basically looked like uh like the airpod like a really small version of the airpod case um just like was magnetically like on uh the whoop charging the whoop so um the charging cable it sounds like charges like the little the little, uh, battery block looking thing, um, which is how, uh, you never take the whoop off, right? So you charge the charging block with the charging cable in a, in an outlet in the wall, and then you take it off, uh, when you need to charge your whoop, you just throw the block magnetically, it looked like, on your whoop, on your wrist, and that way you're still never taking it off. It looked really small, I didn't really notice it until, until my friend pointed it out, so, uh, really, like, really awesome, um, really awesome setup. So again, it comes with the membership comes with the the band and the charging block and the charging cable for the block, um, or the charging battery, whatever you want to call it, the battery looking block thing. Um, so those are the three things that it comes with, unless you want to get like a, like not the regular black whoop. Um, if you want to get different color or whatever, it's extra money. Uh, so choose wisely. Um, but I, it's a really cool, it's a really cool business concept. Um, so it's, it, the annual membership adds up to about $25 per month. Um, but you're, you're paying, um, like whenever the product ships to me, it'll just charge my credit card $300. Um, and it'll be like, I I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to have to renew it every year, but it'll be like a, uh, annual payment. So pay every year $300 instead of paying 25 a month. Um, so it's, it's really, um, and oh, I'm like just scrolling on their website. Like, uh, there's obviously like at famous athletes that use that. I know Patrick Mahomes does, uh, Justin Thomas, people like that. Um, there, here's, here's a review on their website from Gabby Thomas, two-time Olympic, uh, medalist. She said, I've started using my whoop to look at even more in-depth things and more personalized aspects of my recovery. And I started being able to track all those patterns through the whoop journal. So it sounds like it just, like I said, goes a step further with regards to 
the recovery and sleep side of things to like completely maximize your um, your health and fitness just as as a person. So it's I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm excited for it. Again, I'll keep everybody posted. We'll do like a whoop 2.0 um, segment whenever I actually get it and start using it at some point in May. Um, but yeah, I got I got the membership. I bought it. We're we're going with it. Shout out to Cameron Carter, um, volunteer assistant, girls soccer coach um, at Baylor for getting me on the train. So uh, yeah, I was sold at dinner and I got like literally 48 hours later, I bought, I bought a membership. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's bring this to a, a close because my voice, I've said it a few times, but it's it's the truth. Um, it's getting a little getting a little tired, <laughs> and I'm getting a little tired too. It's like almost eleven thirty on Monday night. Um, do I'm again I'm recording this for the people. So my final thoughts um, on the week. So I've been watching whose line is it anyway on HBO Max. Um, and for those people that haven't seen it, it's basically an improv television show where they do a bunch of skits, uh, like four, four people do a bunch of skits that the host tells them to do, um, and, appara- and it's all improv stuff, uh, allegedly. I, I mean, I, I guess I believe it. Um, the entire show is, is improv. There's no rehearsal or script or anything like that. Um, and it's like, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I don't know why no one has ever told me about this show. Like my older friends, I know that my mom used to watch it um, when I was growing up and, and we'll get into like kind of how the show is broken down. Uh, but I used to, my mom used to watch it when I was growing up. I know that. Um, but like outside of that, no one's really told me like, hey, you should watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Or hey, like I love watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? Like it's a pretty funny show. It's kind of crazy to me that it like, that it didn't, um, that I've never really had people tell me that. Um, so it started in 1998, but then like due to low ratings, apparently it got canceled eight years later due to low ratings in 2006. Um, and then the one that's on HBO max that I'm watching. So they canceled that and then they redid it. They revamped it with the same cast, but they have a new host so instead of Drew Carey hosting, it's Aisha Tyler. And so 2013, they picked back up with another season one on HBO Max. And it's been running ever since. So they've got eight more seasons on HBO Max. Um, I don't know where they're running on live television. It's either the CW channel or uh, um, ABC. But kind of strange to me that they like did that they canceled it and remade it with the same cast, just a different host. Um, because they canceled it. I'm, I'm reading it right now. They canceled, canceled it due to low ratings is what I'm reading. Nothing. It seems, it seems like nothing about the show has changed except for the host. So I'm not really sure what to think. Like, was there a story? Was there a story that, um, happened that I don't know about? Um, like another reason that it got canceled, like was, did, did Drew Carey, I don't even know, like was, is it because of the host? Like is Aisha Tyler that much better of a host? Is that why, is that why it's back? I don't really know. Um, but kind of weird cause it seems like a show that, that doesn't ever have to die. Right. If, if it's improv, if it's an improv show, like there's a reason why it's improv. Um, it's because it's comedy that can just keep going on and on and on forever. So it seems like one of those shows that like should literally never end, right? Um, that's just the kind of show that it seems like. And, and the fact that they haven't nailed that yet um, is a little surprising to me. So um, one tip I do have, not that anybody gives a shit, because like I don't work in the industry and, and I've literally like seen probably like uh, a combined like three seasons of the show. So about like 60 episodes, 75 episodes um, one tip that I do have though, why I like the celebrities that they bring on, but why not, uh, have like other comedians or, or funny actors come on and do the entire show with them, right. That are famous also 
Like they have the fourth get the fourth cast member usually rotates um, because Wayne Brady and Colin and, and Ryan Stiles are like the three constants. And then the fourth one rotates. And really Keegan-Michael Key is the only recurring um, actor who's, who's also really funny, who's also like pretty famous that they've had do the, that they've had do the whole show with them. Um, the other celebrities that they bring on just come on as like special guests and don't do any, don't do any of the skits or, or at least the talking, the talking in any of the skits that they do. So why not like, like I think of like Steve Carell going on and doing the whole show with them like that, like a lot of the office stuff was improv. Like a lot of the stuff that made it in the office, Steve Carell improv. So why not have people like him on this, on this show? I, I don't know. It's just, it may be a silly tip. It may, it may not be because I have heard that improv is extremely difficult comedy. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe that's one way that they can keep the show running forever. But um, yeah, kind of strange that they like kind of took a little hiatus and now it's back because I think it's funny. I do think it's funny. So the low ratings part, maybe like the skits get repetitive. Is that why the, the ratings got lower? Because people got tired of it. It's just, it's an interesting thing. So those are my final thoughts um, because that's what I've been watching because I've had a little break like uh, from Ozark. I had a break from like, and Ted Lasso, all those shows that I've been watching and I've just been like basically waiting for, for Moon Knight to start. Um, so like I've been looking for like a new binge uh, show. Um, so struggling with that still. So I just like flipped on Whose Line Is It Anyway and I'm and I'm liking it. So those are my final thoughts about their show. Um, I do encourage you guys to watch it if no one's ever seen it. Um, it's, it's a funny show. It's a funny show for sure. Um, they they do a really good job with the improv. So, um, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, I am beat. I am exhausted, completely exhausted. So, uh, that's going to be a wrap for the show next week. Uh, we'll do a final four recap. We'll do a master's preview and we'll do a, a little twofer in entertainment with Winning Time and, and Moon Knight series premiere. Again, Moon Knight episode one tomorrow night. Get excited. This is a Marvel podcast, so get excited. Um, hope everybody has a great rest of, of, rest of their week. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week.